it is, Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. We are live today at Electronic Express. Again, the Cool Springs Grand Opening. Come on out. It is brand new. It is humongous. Again, we are in the old Toys R Us location. Come by now for amazing deals, plus free prizes and giveaways. And we are giving away a pair of Preds tickets this hour. So if you come on by, register, you can win a pair of Preds and Jets tickets for, I believe, November 19th. So come on out and register to win those. Congratulations to Brenda Cronk, who is our 4 o'clock winner. Brenda is going to Vanderbilt, Kentucky. So we've been giving away a pair of tickets every hour. She's going to the Vanderbilt and Kentucky game. Congratulations, Brenda Cronk. And uh, we'll have one more winner today at the end of the show. Meanwhile, Electronic Express has the best prices from all the major brands on 4K TVs, major appliances, computers, tablets, mattresses, and so much more. It is, though, 5 o'clock on a Thursday, which means, Floyd, it's time for you and the people. When GM speaks, a little bit of the personality. Everybody listens. They understand every situation. And we're giving you exclusive access to Pick the Brain of former Titans GM Floyd Reese. Brought to you by Pella Windows of Nashville and Bob Steak and Chop House. Call 615-737-1025 now. You're never going to make a mistake. This is Ask the GM. Ask the GM is presented by Bob Steak and Chop House and Pella Windows of Nashville. And again, the best call. For the GM, we'll win a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer at the Ryman Auditorium on Saturday, April 18th. Floyd, get excited. Let's start off with Mark, who's going to kick us off on Ask the GM. Mark, you're on with the GM, Floyd Reese. Hey, guys. Good to uh, be on and be able to talk to you guys. Um, Love listening to the show. Thank you. Um, you. I had had a question. Um, So you've been on... You've been a GM on teams that have been successful. You've been a GM on teams that have had bad seasons. At, at this point of the year, what kind of conversations are you having with your coach? Are you um, as a GM from this point of, of the year, or are you just looking to next year? No, you, 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 you will always take. There's a part of every week that you take. Uh, and and just focus on this team. You know, I always used to, on Mondays, you'd break down the game tape and you'd go through every player, analyze who's good, who's bad. Uh, you know, you grade them, you keep those grades for years. Um, and then you turn around and you look at where the team is today. And by that, it generally boils down to uh, injuries. And you say, okay, do we need to make a change? Um, do we need to IR like with Malcolm Butler? You know, uh, it, you know, do we need to IR him? Does he have a chance to come back? Do we need to wait? Uh, if you IR him, then of course you got to turn around and bring somebody up. And in this particular case, um, Trey Smith, I think they released last week, and they wanted him back. So you know, you've got to find Trey. You've got to get Trey back in here. You've got to sign trade to a new contract. Um, and so, you know, you're doing all of those kinds of, of change things. Uh, then you turn around the latter part of the week and you, you generally go and, and hunt talent. You know, you're looking at, at colleges. You're looking at, uh, at anything that you consider a source of talent. And, um, and, you know, you write those guys up and you all of that information goes in the computer and, you know, it's literally stored in there forever. 
Um, but, I mean, you are looking at your team all the time. Um, if you get a chance, if you've got, you know, a game that's close enough to home that you can go to and still scout some, the, you know, some of the teams you want, then you'll be able to watch some practice. And that's always beneficial because you you can't see it every day because you're constantly on the move. But you can see it periodically. So you can compare, um, you know, how Ben Jones is playing right now compared to the way he played the first week and the way he played the fourth week and the way he played, you know, last week. Uh, and you kind of get a sense of are they getting better? Are they getting worse? Are they staying the same? And all those evaluations will weigh into what you do in the offseason. What I want to know more so than that is, was that any different? Like your your day-to-day schedule as a GM during the season and your day-to-day schedule when you were the senior football advisor in New England, like were they any different on a day-to-day basis or no. was it the same stuff? Same stuff. Yeah, personnel and contracts. So when you're doing, yeah. like in New England – when you're watching the film of the Patriots, like let's say the Patriots play the Bengals and you're watching the film and breaking the film down, do you go like to Belichick and say, hey, here's what I saw from the film? Or when you're GM and you grade the tape, do you go to Jeff Fisher and say, hey, here's what I saw from the tape? Well, I mean, you can do that if you saw something you thought was significant. But but generally speaking, what you do is after everybody analyzes it all, you guys meet and you sit down and you say, hey, you know what? Billy Joe did not play well this week. What's, you know, is that a problem? Is it an injury? Is it, you know, a lapse? What is it? And uh, and you'll talk through, you know, literally everybody on the roster so that by the time you're done, you've got a feel for everybody, and they've got to feel what you think. So when you're you know, in those meetings, so when you're in those meetings, what happens when you can't remember a guy's name? I mean, no offense well, to you, but that's never been your strong suit. No, but generally show. speaking, by this time of the year, I've got them all down pretty good. <laughs> Sturgill <laughs> is up next on Ask the GM, presented by Bob Stank at Chop House and Bella Windows in Nashville. Sturgill, you're on with the GM, Floyd Reese. Hey, guys. I, I've been listening on the way home to the show today about your, your Tannehill discussion. Floyd, mm-hmm. if you, you said you sound like you were decently sold on him. How much, if you had to offer him a contract, and how much money would you give him? How much would it be? Like, how many years and how much money would you give him? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for the call, Sturgill. Yeah, thanks, Sturgill. Uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, I, I want to say, what did we ever figure out how old he was, 29? Uh, 31. Say? 31, okay. So you know you can't you know offer him a long-term contract, and he knows you can't offer him a long-term contract. So I would just generally speaking, I would probably say, okay, I would offer him a, a three or a four year contract. Um, uh, and at this point in time, you know, you'd like to say, well, we'll, we'll give him, uh, I don't know what he made at, um, at Miami, but I think last year he was making like seven million. So you say, okay, fine. I'll have to pay you 16 million, you know, and, and go from there. Now, the problem you run into you're, that you're going to run into either way is that he is going to play well enough that if he gets out there in the open market, it's going to be an issue. Because if you if you like the way he's playing and you like the way he's playing enough to sign him to a contract, 
somebody else out there is thinking exactly the same thing. And you don't want to get into a bidding competition over them, but you probably can't help it. So what you have to do is you almost have to decide you're going to go out there and buy them out. You know, again, you're sold on him. You're going to go out there and buy them out. You're going to say, okay, I, I, you know, I want to pay him 16. Well, that's not going to work. Okay, pay him 18. That's not going to work. Okay, 19. And and if they structure it the way you want, the the average and all those kinds of things aren't really big issues. They're looking for guaranteed money. And so, you know, you're hoping that you can you can give them enough sign-in bonus or give them enough guaranteed money or jack the average up so much that you'll find a number that they like and a way you can put the contract together and get the guy signed. That is a lot of info right there. Chris is up next on Ask the GM, presented by Bob Stamey, Kachop House, and Pella Windows in Nashville. What's up, Chris? Hey, Floyd. Hey, I have hey, a Chris. I want to switch, switch gears on you a little bit. Um, obviously, you're a football dictionary, but... I want to ask you, have you, since you've been on the radio, you obviously have to talk Predators and you have to talk hockey. What is it, um, have you actually enjoyed starting to watch the game? And, you know, number two, what is it about the game of hockey or, you know, even the Preds um, organization in general? But I'm more worried about, like, what do you really appreciate about the game of hockey coming from a professional sports mind? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Chris. You know, yeah, we do. Of course, we do. You know, we are hockey fans and watch hockey and, and enjoy hockey. Um, I think the thing that I I marvel at is uh, the skating ability of these guys. And, and I, you know, I was never a great skater. And growing up in California, you know, we didn't have a lot of opportunities, so it was something that you, you never really thought of. But we did live, you know, I think for like eight years in Minnesota where, you know, people are born on skates. And so, you know, you understand skating. And I think to watch these guys, you know, way back when I started watching hockey in Minnesota, hockey players were all, you know, 5'9", 5'10", 175, 180-pound, really, really chippy guys. Mm -hmm. Tough guys. Like Crispy. Really chippy. I mean, they would fight at the drop of a hat. Not thinking anything about it. I mean, it was, they were a unique well, uh, unique group. Now, you look at the size of these players. I mean, they could be tight ends. These guys are all, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of them are big men. And I always marvel at how those big guys can put on a pair of skates, you know, and just fly around the rink and, you know, stop and start on a dime and, uh, and do all the things that they have to do, you know, being able to to uh, to knock a puck down out of midair, being able to do all those things while you're skating, you know, as fast as you can go. Um, so I think that's that's uh, from an individual standpoint part of the thing I enjoy the most. I think from a team standpoint, um, I really like the overtimes. I really like the four on fours. And three on three. I, I, or three on threes. I really like the fact that you're playing with a couple of guys short and that you're, you know, you're, um, it's, it's a faster, more wide open, wild game. Now, I think I probably enjoyed it more when we were playing all the defense because we didn't have a lot of that. <laughs> we, we didn't have a lot of scoring. This year, where the way things are going, that may all change. 
you know, we may all figure out that, hey, just the, what they're doing on a, on a regular night basis would be enough. Let's get another batch of calls for the GM, 615-737-1025, Ask the GM is presented by Bob Steak at Chop House and Pella Windows in Asheville. And again, we are live today. The best call for the GM will win a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer at the Ryman Auditorium on Saturday, April 18th. We are live at... Electronic Express, the grand opening out here in Cool Springs. Come by now for amazing deals, plus free prices and giveaways all day. Electronic Express has more name brands, the best service, and the lowest prices guaranteed. 615-737-1025. More Ask the GM. Jared and the GM at ZSP at 1025 The Game. Jared and the GM, Ask the GM, is presented by Bob Steak and Chop House and Pella Windows in Nashville. Best call for the GM. We want a pair of tickets to see Burt Kreischer at the Ryman Auditorium on Saturday, April 18th. Today's Jared and the GM is at the grand opening celebration of the new Electronic Express out here in Cool Springs in the old Toys R Us location. Electronic Express has the best prices from all the major brands on 4K TVs, major appliances, computers, tablets, mattresses, and so much more. Let's go to Lance, who's going to kick us off here on this segment of Ask the GM. Lance, you're on with the GM, Floyd Reese. So, Floyd, we keep talking about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and everything else. We never get down to the root of the problem. The root of the problem of the Tennessee Titans is offensive line. So what I'd like you to do for me is grade each individual offensive lineman that's played this year, including Kelly, and tell me who you needs to be replaced and who doesn't. And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Lance. Okay, they um, – uh... I don't know that I can grade him. I can give you my opinion on him. Yeah, don't use the word grade with Floyd because that is technically a football term that yeah, means something it, different than just tell yeah, me if you like him or mean, not. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, Ben. starting with Ben, I think Ben is one of the more underrated guys on this team. Ben is is not a great athlete. We know that. But Ben is always there always at work, always doing what he's supposed to, and is one of those guys that we talk about being a leader. He is a leader. Is if I think if he plays on a good offensive line, he's a good player. If he plays on an average offensive line, then he, he is probably an average player. But he will get everything you can get out of him, and he is solid. The right guard is a rookie, and... And I don't, you know, you. I would have to say no decision with him. I mean, I have no clue. I have, I've seen him do some things that I thought were athletic, and look good, and then I've seen him just get crushed. So I can't, you know, I. I mean, I can't give you a a solid opinion, a truthful opinion, although my impression is not real favorable. Conklin, I think, has been quiet. I think he has been solid for the most part. It seems like he'll be really somebody you can rely on for a while, and then wham, he'll go into a game and give up two sacks. And uh, and I don't know how much of that is uh, the injury coming back off of the injury, uh, but I mean we're we're over halfway through the season. So if that's the case, then, you know, there may be more of that injury than, than we know about. Um, but, but he's been all right. Um, the left guard has not played as well. I have seen him 
in the past play. And he is a solid, really good guard. He's really a good tackle, too, uh, but really a good guard. And uh, and he has not played up to par. Now, I think, again, there are a lot of reasons, you know, moving into a new system, moving into all that stuff. Luan, I mean, we've we've had four games on Luan. His first game was shaky. This last game was shaky. His second game was a little bit better. The third game was the best game he played. Um, but, you know, the jury's still kind of out on him. Kelly is, I think, Kelly is another solid guy. Not special, but he reminds me of, uh, you know, we had a, a a kid named Matthews that was our back, backup tackle uh, when I was here. And, and uh, this kid, Kelly, reminds me of Matthews. He can go either side. He can play. He can be solid. He's somebody you can count on and rely on. You know, probably not special. And so, consequently, if he gets matched up against somebody that's a legitimate big-time pass rusher, I mean, it's, you know, it'll be a little iffy. Um, But still a solid guy. Let's go to CK, who's up next on Ask the GM, presented by Bob Steg and Chop House and Pella Windows of Nashville. CK, you're on with the GM. All right, man. Uh, yeah, with all the you know criticism Arthur Smith has gotten through the season, and, and especially last week, do you think that'll kind of uh, persuade him to involve Derek Henry more, 25, 30 touches a game, or do you kind of think he's going to you know have the same game plan and give him around 20? I'll, I'll hang up. Appreciate it. Thank you, CK. Answer yes. You know, I think I think it will be pretty much the same, which is if they can get things started. Part of the problem, this is just my opinion, part of the problem with us starting slowly, and I think if you look at us, especially on offense, we start slowly. Part of the problem is, you know, the first five times we give Derek the ball, he gains one yard. I mean, you can't get it. It's, it's always second and nine. It's always third and nine. It's always so we can't get going. I think now by the end of the game, you know, he'll go, he'll mess around, mess around, and then have a 25-yarder, and that'll pick, you know, catch him back up. But I think we always have to go through a series or two to kind of get him rolling. And... Uh, and I think the thing he needs to do is he needs to go out first series. First time you touch the ball, get it going. And if we can do that, I think that would not only get the offense going, uh, but I think, you know, now your passing game and some of the stuff that you're going to need to do to, to have a chance against a team like Kansas City, you now can do. But if you're without all that, I mean, it's, you're really fighting an uphill battle now. Keith is up next here on Ask the GM, presented with Bob Steg and Chop House and Pellet Winters of Nashville. Keith, you're on with the GM, Floyd Reese. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I got two questions. Uh, first one is, who the hell is Burt Scheider? <laughs> it's Burt Kreischer, and he is a comedian that will be playing Ryman Auditorium oh, on Saturday, okay. April 18th. <laughs> okay. The second That's question great. I've got, I, I want to build off, I want to build off of, Sturgill's question, at what point in the season, if uh, Tannehill keeps playing the way he is, uh, at what point in the season, if you were the general manager again, Floyd, would you start talking to his agent about signing him? 
and I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Uh, you know, I would want to get it done before the end of the season. I mean, certainly start talking. Uh, I, I mean, to be honest with you, if he had another good game this week against, you know, a top-notch opponent, I'd probably be giving him a call, you know, just to, just to kind of get it started. Uh, again, I don't know who his agent is, and I don't know, you know, where they stand, and and I don't know what um, Tannehill's, you know, objective is. I mean, he the truth is, he may already have a team picked out. He may already have a team that's that he's, uh, you know, kind of working to show he can still play. And you know, after this season's over, I mean, he just waltzes right out of here and waltzes into that next team signs that deal and they're off and running i mean we those are just things that we don't know and so you know you have to be concerned about that you want him to know that you appreciate him and you want him to know that uh that you you know you really like the way he's playing things like that and yet you don't you know you can't jump out there and be all goo goo gaga because it only costs you money Let's go to Joe, who's up next here on Ask the GM. Joe, you're on with Floyd. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I got a real two quick questions for you, uh, Mr. Floyd Reese. Um, When the Titans get to the point where it's like, all right, we're just not going to make the playoffs, do you you as a GM just go ahead and kind of take a look at the Titans? You're like, all right, we need to make some trades. We need to try to make some moves to get some key things, free up some caps so we can sign some maybe some key players and try to draft fix our problems in the draft that's question number one question number two is given the way that the offensive line has played this year i think ryan Tannehill might get injured and if mariota comes back and plays well one maybe two games it would it be possible if he finishes out the year and does well let's say the the injury to ryan Tannehill is you know four weeks would it be possible that mariota could win a spotlight Thanks, guys. You got it, Joe. Joe, boy, that's hanging on to a thread, man. That's like she ain't called back in a couple of months, but, you know, maybe there's a chance. I I don't, you know, uh, if he had enough games and if he could convince him, maybe. You know, I mean, what what you would have to convince him of is that I got scared, you know. Tannehill and the way Tannehill was playing scared me, and that's changed the way I'm doing things, and, and because that, I'm now going to do it this way, and uh, and they can see that and believe that, and then, you know, then maybe you would, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I think as far as um, when you get to the point that you you know you know you're not going to make the playoffs, you know things are bad. I mean, it really doesn't change a great deal about what you're doing. Uh, you know, you're already, they will already have draft meetings and be in in-depth free agency meetings, you know, like I said, about Thanksgiving, you know, starting in that time. And so they'll already, by the time the season is over, they'll already have a direction in mind, not solidified, but a direction in mind so that when Mike and John sit down right after the season, to figure a bunch of this out, John will be able to fill Mike in on exactly what's going on. So when Mike says, "Okay, we, you know, we're not going to be able to sign Derrick Henry," well, who's out there? John will have the answers to all that. He'll get grades and reports and and all the information that you have, so that you get into free agency 
uh, and later on the draft, you know, on the run. More of your phone, 615-737-1025. The Titans play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and Mahomes is probably going to play. Coming up next, is Patrick Mahomes the sign of something that maybe teams need to consider going forward, including the Titans? We'll get to that next. It's Jared and the GM. Authentically American. I got my authentically American jacket on today. Pope over there has his authentically American polo on. We love authentically American, and you will too. And it's easy. I'll give you 20% off promo code Jared. That's right. My name, promo code Jared, at checkout will get you 20% off your entire order. Authentically American is online at authenticallyamerican.us. Did you know that less than 3% of clothes that are made in the United States are worn by people in the United States? Well, come on. You want that high-quality American made in the USA, and that's where you can get it as authentically American. Oxfords, hats, jackets, socks, just for you or your business like we do. Of course, sweat ink for the workouts. you got to go to authenticallyamerican.us. Check out the latest article in Forbes. It is competitively priced with what you're already buying, so get the high quality and be proud of what you wear. Authentically American, online at authenticallyamerican.us. Promo code JARED for 20% off. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game. What do you preach in the secondary when you face a guy like Mahomes, who, as you mentioned, gets outside the pocket, makes plays on the run? I mean, what are the challenges you face a guy like that? I think that you just have to say that you have to cover him a little longer and, until you hear, you know, the whistle or the, or the crowd. Or I mean, it's just, you know, watching this third down, um, you know, guys will take a peek back and then somebody uncovers and, you know, the quarterback's still alive and he makes a throw. He can throw across his body. He can throw it downfield. Um, so you just can't ever relax when they go out there and, you know, the route may seem to come to an end and they kind of relax and then all of a sudden they, they burst on you. And I think that when you take it, that sigh of relief, um, you know, sometimes is when they get you. And, and hopefully we can limit those opportunities just by being able to coordinate the rush and, and, and keep, you know, the quarterback, um, you know, from throwing from a well. Mike Vrabel talking about Patrick Mahomes. Floyd Reese, I think you and I would admit through 15 games or whatever it is, Patrick Mahomes is, or how many get away? I mean, I guess he's probably played 20 games in his career, 22, 23. Patrick Mahomes is on the path to greatness for a young career. 50 touchdowns in his first full season as a starter. And, I mean, just kicking rear end. So, with that, I wonder something. Tom Brady was drafted in 2000, right? Uh, I don't know. Yes. You, you know better than 2000. I 2000. Okay. He did not play until 2001. Right. Patrick Mahomes was drafted in 2017. He did not play until 2018. Right. A lot of quarterbacks in the league have sat on the bench. And for one reason or another, Philip Rivers sat on the bench when he was in San Diego because they had Drew Brees. Uh, a lot of these quarterbacks have sat. And I'm wondering, we live in a society now where a guy gets drafted as a first-round pick and they want to turn around and they want to put that guy out there because the fans want to see Daniel Jones play. But the Titans may be in the market for a first-round quarterback next year. And I wonder, is Mahomes, is Brady, is Rivers, are these guys Rodgers, are these guys all signs that you're better off sitting your guy on the bench no matter what your record is, no matter what your fans say, sit your guy on the bench. Maybe even if you draft a guy, re-sign Tannehill, 
play Tannehill, sit your guy on the bench, because a lot of these quarterbacks that are truly great did sit on the bench. I mean, I always thought it was. I always thought that was the absolute best thing you could do for the kid. Um, because, and I've said this before, I mean, the first year that a young quarterback is in the NFL, they don't know their offense. The offense they've been working on the whole offseason, the offense they worked on all through training camp, the offense that they've worked on till the ninth game of the season, they don't know that whole offense because they're just too much of them, too expansive. Um, and know nothing about the defense. I mean, really will be a struggle for them to read coverages and, and blitzes and all the different things that you need to read. Um, and that's why you see a lot of these young quarterbacks that are not pocket passers, and they're having success with it early. And I think you see uh, the kid at Jacksonville, who, you know, he's out of the pocket instantly. You see uh, Watson, he's out of the pocket instantly. You see this kid, he's out of the pocket in a second. And they do that because, like with this, with Mahomes, and I'm not taking a single thing away from him. I mean, he's great. He didn't have to read coverages. He goes out on the run, and he starts running, and all the receivers adjust to him, and they run down that field as fast as they can. It's He doesn't care what the coverage is. He just cares if the guy's got a step on the DB. And if the guy has a step on the DB, he'll throw it to him, and he can get it there, and he can get it there with accuracy. So, I mean, he can do all of that stuff. But as far as, you know, just like the way Tom grew up, you know, being in a pocket and reading, and here's my first choice, here's my second choice, here's my third choice, all that. I mean, he, he doesn't get a bunch of that. So I just think that one of the reasons, I think that that position is too hard to play. It's too hard. Like, it's, it's you're, I think it's they adjust to you so much faster than you can adjust to them. And I think that's oh, with, with anything. I mean, I got my start, for example. I got my start on the radio at 23 years old, which is probably a year, what do you think, a year maybe older than a quarterback would get his start in the NFL? Like a, a quarterback that's a first-round uh, guy that starts usually about 22? Yeah, probably 21, 22. Okay, so about, I was about a year older than those guys when I got my start in radio. I did one hour of sports at night in New Hampshire on a tiny little AM station. Like, that's how you get good. And you, you watch all the other guys in the Boston area and how they do it. And then you learn from them. And then you learn from yourself. And then all of a sudden, I'm the sidekick on the morning show in Louisville for two years. And so then I'm 25 years old and I come here. And even then, I think anybody would tell you that if you listen to when I first got here to what I am now, I'm way better now than I was then. And that's talk radio where you're not playing against somebody. So you're a quarterback in the NFL. And... You're 21, 22 years old, and I've got Dean Pease, who's been coaching for 40 years, who's trying to adjust to me, and I'm trying to adjust to him. Well, who do you think's going to win that? And to me, the answer's clear. It's Dean Pease. But you get a guy like Alex Smith, and you have Mahomes learn under Alex Smith, and Andy can learn from Mahomes by coaching him on the practice field for a year, that I just think it becomes seamless when you do something like that and I, I'm in favor of, of putting guys on the bench, and I don't think anybody goes to the bench anymore, it feels like. I mean, think about it. Josh Allen didn't go to the bench. 
Lamar Jackson they tried to put on the bench, but I mean he took he took that over. Baker Mayfield didn't go to the bench. Kyler Murray didn't go to the bench. Daniel Jones didn't really go to the bench. Dwayne Haskins is on the bench right now in Washington, but that's a whole mess anyways. Uh, Sam Darnold didn't go to the bench. Like I, I just think that, like I think Marcus should have gone to the bench. Coming from the Oregon offense, now the Titans had no choice because they, I mean, what were they going to play Zach Mettenberger? And but, that's and that's part of the problem is most of the time these quarterbacks, it's like we're talking about these three guys today. Well, who are they going to be drafted by? They're going to be drafted by Cincinnati. They're going to be drafted by Miami. Miami. They're going to be drafted by teams like that that can't win. And they don't have a quarterback. If they had a quarterback, they wouldn't be, you know, winless. Um, and so, consequently, these young guys come in and they get thrown right in to be the quarterbacks. And and I always told people, I mean, what they learn is they learn pain. They learn injury. They learn humiliation they learn bad habits they learn everything they learn is a negative because there is nothing good about being a young quarterback like that i just and i'm not i'm not sitting here saying that you can't be drafted number one play right away and still go and have a great career but i think the more i i look into it the more guys that sit the bench are the guys that I'd rather have out there on the field because of the learning aspect. And some of this, too, is who they're learning under. For example, Brady had Bledsoe. Rivers had Breeze. Rodgers had Favre. Oh, yeah. Mahomes you gotta, had Alex Smith. Yeah, like, you got to have somebody worth emulating. I think it yeah, was sure. Mahomes' Mahomes' dad played in, in the major leagues. And he told a story. Uh, I forget where I read this. But he told a story that basically he was stunned and how Alex Smith, how accommodating Alex Smith was to Mahomes the year that Smith was the starter and Mahomes was the backup. Because when he played in the major leagues, he was a rookie, and he went up to Jack Morris, and he said to Jack Morris, Hall of Famer, World Series MVP, went up to Jack Morris and asked Jack Morris for advice. And Jack Morris is like, why would I give you advice? You're going to take my job. And so that's what he told Pat Mahomes. So then... Mahomes' son gets drafted by Kansas City, and Alex Smith is helping him out every day. And Pat Mahomes is looking at that saying, wow. Like, I can't believe he would do that. He knows Patrick Mahomes is going to take his job, but it doesn't matter. And so uh, that's why, and you've told the story about about the Bud Adams freakout, and then you had to release Steve McNair and all of that. But had, had Vince Young had Steve McNair to learn from, that may have changed Vince Young's entire career. And... The fans, after five games, if you're 0-5, and you wouldn't have been 0-5 with McNair, but if the fans had been clamored, the fans would have never clamored for a change of Steve McNair to go to the bench. And that changed everything, too. So I just, the more I, the more I think about that, it's, I, and Tannehill seems like the kind of guy who would be a good guy for a young quarterback to learn from. Yeah, I mean, you want the guy, the quarterback it has to be somebody that, that is willing to do it, and it has to be somebody that is is the kind of guy you want him to learn from. You know, you don't want him to learn from somebody that that doesn't study, that doesn't practice well, that doesn't do those things. You want him to to learn from somebody that has good habits, and uh, you know, and that's why a guy like Daniel probably would be good. But that's why we thought Steve would be so perfect for Vince because first of all they were good friends but but uh in a in a brotherly kind of way 
but he would be able to literally follow Steve around, just learn, you know, what Steve knew and what Steve didn't know. And, you know, they would have been able to speak in a language that no coach could ever speak. 615-737-1025. Predators game day is coming up next. Jared and the GM live from the grand opening celebration of the new Electronic Express out here in Cool Springs in the Toys R Us location. Come by today for amazing deals plus free prizes and giveaways all day long. We will have a pair of Preds tickets that we will be handing out here in the next segment. Low prices out here to celebrate the grand opening. 55-inch 4K UHD TV, 199 A Dyson handheld V7 vacuum. $99. A University of Tennessee six-quart crock pot, only $9. By the way, I feel like Drew Carey on Price is Right reading these off. Uh, Floyd, do you think an LG front-load steam washer or dryer is higher or lower than $500? Ian, higher or lower than $500? Lower. Bing! Four ninety nine. Xbox One Digital, one forty nine. An HP fifteen point six inch laptop, three forty nine. So much more, including an AP eleven drone, only one twenty nine. So come on out. Predators game day is coming up next. Hey, NFL fans, do not miss the pregame show. That's right. Start your morning off with the kickoff from 7 to 9.30, followed by the pregame show featuring former Titans receiver Chris Sanders, Jared and the GM, live from the George Jones downtown on 2nd Avenue this Sunday from 9.30 to 11.30 prior to the Titans taking on the Chiefs. The pregame show is brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com. Komodo Tractors, your middle Tennessee Komodo dealers in Boombas, Craft Pizza, and Tap House. Jared and the GM, Predators game day's next. It's ESPN 1025 The Game. Live from the Wholesale Inc. studios, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's game day in Smashville. Brought to you by T.J. Anderson Holmes and Geno's East. What are Peter Laviolette's keys to the game? Who will be in and out of the lineup? It's time to break it all down on Jared and the GM on your flagship home of Smashville. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Predators game day is sponsored by T.J. Anderson Homes. Your road to Nashville area real estate begins at TJAndersonHomes.com and Geno's East. Get a historic slice of Chicago deep dish tradition before or after the game. Geno's East on the corner of 3rd and Korean Vets. Info at Geno'sEast.com backslash Nashville. First, though, Floyd, before we get to Preds in Colorado tonight, congratulations to Brandy Burleson, who will be headed off to... The Preds and Jets, as we'll get her a pair of tickets. She's our final winner today for tickets. Preds and Jets on November 19th, as we've been giving away tickets every hour today on the show, live from the grand opening of the new Electronic Express out here in Cool Springs, which, of course, we absolutely love and we know is huge. First matchup against the Colorado Avalanche. Boy, the Avalanche got off to a great start this year, Floyd Reese. Recently, they've had injuries to both Miko Rantanen and Gabrielle Landeskog, so that changes it a little bit for them. But they come in tonight, of course, this being a big game. We start with the coach's take, powered by T.J. Anderson Homes. Again, check out the new tools online at tjandersonhomes.com. Peter Laviolette talks about this game and the importance of games inside the Central Division. We talked about the division and just how important it is. You know, you got to make sure we're off to a good start, but um, those division games, I think, you get a little added asterisks next to it just because they're they have such an impact in home ice in the first couple rounds and so 
um, our guys are aware where we're at and who we're playing. So Peter talks about, hey, everything matters. Even in November, a game like tonight matters when you start trying to think about home ice advantage and other things getting towards the playoffs. Well, yeah, division games. You know, I think that's the that's the key is that it's a division game. And, and you know, uh, I, I don't care what the sport is. Every division game has some some importance somewhere along the line because it ends up, you know, usually breaking all the tiebreakers. And if you're if you're in good shape with the division, you got a chance to sneak your way in. Especially considering the standings right now, Predators are in second. Now, I know the standings are what they are right now, but the Predators are in second, Colorado's in third. You finish second, you get home ice against the third team. Now, how important is that? Not completely sure. I mean, I don't think any statistic would tell you that it really matters all that much, but that seems to be something the coach would concern him with there. It's it's interesting because, like you said, it's right now nobody thinks it's a really big deal at that point, but... When it comes to that week, it'll be a big deal. You know? Oh, yeah. Hey, we got all mice. Yeah, okay, way to go. So I have not seen any idea of line combinations, but I think the Predators came out rather healthy from their butt-kicking of Detroit on Monday night. The lines that night, Forsberg, Johansson, and Arvidsson back together. Yarncroak, Turris, and Duchesne, and boy, did they get going. Granlin moves down to the third line along with Watson and Sissons, Grimaldi, Benino, and Smith. Who knows what big changes they may make. Uh I highly doubt they would probably make any changes to the lines, but we'll see what Peter wants to do tonight in that regard. You know what's interesting with all that is, and and he hasn't made a ton of changes. He's made changes, but put the Joe line back together. It, it, yeah, is that it? It doesn't seem to matter where they. You know, like with assistance, it doesn't matter a great deal where some of those guys line or you know where, when they go on the game, they go in the game, find a way to score, mm-hmm. which has been fantastic. Time to take a look at the standings watch as the St. Louis Blues have gotten a hot Floyd Reese. The Blues last year, this time they were reeling, reeling, reeling. Mike Yo was about a week away from getting fired, and they were falling apart. And all of a sudden the Blues went on to win the Stanley Cup. But the St. Louis Blues, 11-3-3, that's good for 25 points through 17 games played. The Predators are in second. They're five points back, although two games in hand. So the Predators, in theory, could be one point behind the Blues. But St. Louis starting to kind of pull away from the top there. Colorado is two points behind the Predators, so a win today would even them up. The uh, Winnipeg Jets have played an extra game. They are three points behind the Predators at 17. Dallas has found their way back into the mix a little bit, although through 17 games played, they've got 17 points, which isn't good. And then Chicago and Minnesota rounding out the bottom with 11 points is chicago ever gonna get any better i don't know i was just thinking the same thing and you go you, chicago and minnesota love i'm thinking to myself geez you go to their facility they probably got stanley cups lined up you know <laughs> that, I, I mean that's that, like in the nfl that's like miami's trying to be bad the jets just happen to also be awful yeah but the jets don't have you know Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves on their team. And just what we saw from the Blackhawks last week, that team that team sucks. Struggling. Just sucks. Well, not our problem. Floyd tonight, Preds and Avs at 8 o'clock with the pregame show starting at 7 with Darren McFarlane. And, of course, the puck drop at 8 o'clock with the voice of the National Predators, Pete Weber, alongside Hal Gill. What are you watching for tonight? 
You know, I think, again, we talked about a division win on the road, uh, you know, kind of get get back to where we want to be on the road. Um, I'm kind of excited about the fact that they're going in there with with the ability to score, you know, with the ability to rack it up. And they've got and, – and Colorado's got some of their – couple of pretty good players that aren't going to play, it looks like. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking for us to go in there and – put a little hurting on them you're looking for them to take care of business i am you're looking for them to do that i think today i i believe in karma not a lot but a little bit i believe in karma even though i don't like hand out money to homeless people on the streets because i saw like a thing you don't believe that much well no i just <laughs> i saw a thing that said that, like a lot of those people are lying so i don't want to get caught up in giving money to someone to go buy liquor like i'm not trying to do that but the Predators and the Preds Foundation built that big playground today out at, with Kaboom at Kip Academy in Antioch. A beautiful playground. Was glad to be a part of it. I think good things happen to good people. So karma should put the Predators over the top for today for building that playground. So I'm going to go with that one. Floyd, big thanks to our friends out here at Electronic Express with their brand new Cool Springs location, formerly the spot of the Toys R Us. It is humongous out here. Electronic Express took great care of my house. They can take great care of you. Talking with TD is coming up next. Teron Davenport, and then pregame starts at 7 o'clock. Jared and the GM, we're out of here. We're back tomorrow. It's ESPN 1025, the game.